FX and Currency Markets, in conversation with Sridhar Narayan, Managing Director and Head of Global Markets, HSBC India. After giving up more than 7% since the start of the year and falling to a record low of 76.4 to the dollar in April, the Indian rupee appears to have stabilized in the mid-70s. Enabling this are a shrinking trade deficit, the return of foreign portfolio investment, and the RPI's active intervention. However, the critical questions today are, where is the rupee headed and what factors will drive its movement? At a recent India CFO Forum webinar, Sridhar Narayan, Managing Director and Head of Global Markets for HSBC India, took stock of the current situation and provided his insights into what might be in store for the rupee going forward. COVID-19, upending economies. Over the past few months, the pandemic has ushered in a set of macro-level changes, impacting the behavior of consumers, businesses, and government. These changes will influence, among other things, currency movements. The first big change is in terms of the public sector. There is today a bigger role for government, greater state intervention, and rising public expenditure. The second change is in terms of shrinking global supply chains and an increasingly protectionist world. With the diminishing role of the WTO and the absence of a strong global trade policeman, nations will move towards self-sufficiency through smaller, less complex supply chains. Third, considering that there is no vaccine for the virus yet, accelerated digitization and a change in consumer behavior are already taking place. Consumption and spending patterns, especially with regard to sectors such as travel and leisure, have drastically changed. RBI and the monetary system. In order to minimize the pandemic's economic impact, governments and central banks across the world have taken measures that fit into three broad categories, monetary, fiscal, and forbearance. For its part, the RBI has rolled out liquidity and other measures to keep the economy afloat. The RBI is focused primarily on liquidity measures that will help markets and financial institutions function with some degree of normality. It has cut the repo rate cumulatively from 5.15% to 4%, and the reverse repo from 4.9% to 3.35%, which will push down benchmark yields. By reducing the reverse repo more steeply than the repo, the RBI aims to keep the system flush with liquidity. The net impact will, in fact, be larger than if it had simply cut the repo. Hand-in-hand hand with this, a cut in the CRR will release additional liquidity into the system. From a longer-term standpoint, the RBI has implemented the highly targeted TLTR01 and TLTR02 schemes valued at 1 trillion and 500 billion rupees, respectively. These will enable banks to deploy liquidity in investment-grade corporate bonds and commercial paper, as well as in NBFCs and microfinance institutions. TLTR02 in particular was targeted towards small and mid-sized NBFCs, ensuring that smaller companies, which were harder hit in terms of access to liquidity, would be safeguarded. In parallel, the government rolled out loan guarantees worth 3 trillion rupees for MSMEs. For the MSME sector, which makes up a huge chunk of the Indian economy, this will prove invaluable, allowing many firms to stay afloat. Forbearance measures. The RBI has also relaxed the prescribed timelines for compliance with regulatory and security-related guidelines. Further, a six-month moratorium on loan EMIs running from March through August will provide relief to borrowers. Key determinants of FX movements, core factors. Fundamentally, the rupee's value is influenced by a set of core factors that determine dollar supply and demand. Oil demand. India has traditionally run a current account deficit, or CAD, thanks largely to a perennial merchandise trade deficit. Oil makes up a large part of the deficit and has played a guiding role in determining the rupee's value. In the last few months, the trade deficit has fallen sharply, led by reduced oil demand and subdued oil prices. Global oil prices will outstrip demand for the foreseeable future, keeping prices low. This will mean that India's dollar outflows, at least on account of oil, will be below trend. 
Over a longer horizon, a growing emphasis on green fuel and electric vehicles would shrink the oil deficit further. Consumption and CapEx cycles. The CAD is also strongly correlated with the domestic consumption and CapEx cycles. Given that India imports most of the electronics and daily use items it consumes, the trade surplus it recorded in June will prove short-lived, quickly reversing when domestic demand starts to pick up. Similarly, a large share of India's capital expenditure goes into imported goods. Whenever the CapEx cycle picks up, the CAD tends to balloon. Foreign direct investment. There are many believers in the India story. A large domestic market and the country's potential as a manufacturing base has allowed India to become one of the world's largest recipients of FDI in recent years. FDI has, in fact, been a major source of dollar inflows, which is expected to continue, even strengthen in the years ahead. Amplification factors. In parallel to the core factors identified before, dollar demand and supply is guided by amplification factors, which are largely sentiment-driven. Both sets of factors tend to move in the same direction, amplifying the rupee's movements either upwards or downwards. Dollar strength and the EM outlook. As the taper tantrum of 2017 proved, whenever the U.S. looks to move away from the easy liquidity, low-rate regime, investors become risk-averse towards emerging markets. Any flight to safety comes at the expense of EMs. When they start to evaluate which markets to exit, investors focus most closely on the core factors. Countries with an inherently weak economy in terms of inflation, the CAD, or fiscal deficit are the first to be chopped. FBI activity. Foreign portfolio investment tends to be sentiment-driven and based mainly on macroeconomic conditions. A good macro story will cause FBI activity to flourish, while a bad macro story will cause investors to exit. FBI activity can thus amplify the underlying core factors, especially in times when there is a general aversion to EMs. March 2020 saw one of the worst months ever with regard to FBI flows in India, with both debt and equity exiting. The sway factor came into play, causing the rupee to depreciate sharply. Ultimately, the RBI stepped in to stem the fall, causing its forex reserves to dip by 10 to $15 billion. Hedging and speculative activity. When market players are convinced about the core story of an economy, whether good or bad, they start to hedge more, causing the currency to move faster in one direction or the other. For example, if exporters hedge in anticipation of a falling dollar or rising rupee, this will hasten rupee appreciation. Conversely, an anticipated strengthening of the dollar or a weakening of the core factors will cause importers, among others, to hedge the other way, causing the rupee to fall. Even a small 10% increase in hedging activity can exacerbate the currency's movement up or down. Speculative activity, on the other hand, is driven by those who have the muscle to back up their views on the currency, and it tends to come in lumps. INR near-term stability, long-term decline. Over the past 15 years, the rupee has tended to depreciate at an annualized rate of close to 5%. Going forward too, the currency can be expected to continue depreciating by 3 to 5% a year, with long periods of stability interspersed with sharp downtrends. This is broadly in line with the core factors outlined above, and is also consistent with the theory of covered interest arbitrage. Fundamentally, a currency's forward rate vis-a-vis -vis another currency should be exactly equal to the interest rate differential between the two countries, or else investors will be able to make arbitrage gains. Interest rates, in turn, are guided by trends in inflation. A country like India, with a persistent CAD and a large fiscal deficit, will tend to have higher inflation than, say, the U.S. This will keep interest rates high, causing the currency to depreciate over time. Over the coming months, a subdued CAD will limit the downward pressure on the rupee. Additionally, the RBI's ample reserves, now in excess of $500 billion, sustained FDI inflows, and a renewed focus on domestic production will prop up the currency.
Moreover, it is unlikely that India or other EMs will see a repeat of the kind of sharp FPI outflows witnessed in March anytime soon. However, as the economy recovers, the consumption and the capex cycles will turn, causing the CAD to balloon. In time, this and other core factors are likely to return to the fore, causing the Indian currency to move downwards.